I don't know about you, but I got spring fever really bad. And you know the symptoms, right? Hard to concentrate, hard to stay inside. Your mind keeps wandering and thinking about the Dairy Queen, yes? And of course, it's this time of year that we're looking for the coupons. Buy one blizzard and get one free. Isn't it always a bummer when you have no one to share the second one with and you have to drink them both down? I'm sure that all of us here today, we are hoping for a joyful Easter. And when we come to that special feast, we want something to sing about. And we want that chocolate to taste very good. And if we want such a Lent, the Gospel of John that we just heard is reminding us of a very powerful and beautiful way that the grace of God is working in our life. The great question for John in his gospel is what does the presence and the coming of Jesus mean? What does it mean for your life and for my life? And the question that the gospel puts to us today, who are the blind? And who are the ones who actually see? We have this healing of the man born blind. And as great a gift and blessing it was for him to have his physical eyes healed and opened, the story tells us that there was a greater miracle that took place. The healing of the blindness of this man's heart. Because he did not yet know Jesus. And as the gospel story unfolds, we see the progress of the opening of his heart to the gift of faith. First, Jesus is simply the one who opened his eyes. As we go further into the story, in the middle he calls Jesus a prophet. And then the encounter ends when he confesses true faith. His belief in Jesus as the Son of Man, his Lord and Messiah. And he falls down and worships Jesus. Faith, the gift of faith that we received in baptism, which the early Christians called illumination, is what helps us to see as God sees. Because all sin is in some way a misperception, a defect in the way that we see either God or ourselves, other people, or the world around us. And St. John creates this contrast between the man who admits his blindness and comes to Jesus to be healed and some of the religious leaders who were blind to their own blindness 
And therefore, they did not think that they needed Jesus. And they did not come to Jesus to be healed. Now the answer for us is obvious. In terms of which one we want to be. If we want to have a beautiful, joyful Easter, we want to let Jesus Christ, the light of the world, to shine and radiate that light into our hearts. And if there is any partial blindness, any blurred vision, we want to know it. So that like the blind man, we can come to Jesus. And Jesus will do for us what he did for this man. He will heal us. And we will be able to see more clearly. We don't want to be like the Pharisees to stand in our pride and stubbornness and refuse to accept the truth and therefore not come to Jesus. How many of you wear glasses or contacts, right? You remember the first time you wore your new contacts or glasses? I remember when I got mine, it was wonderful. I could see again. And then every so often we have to go in and get our eyes checked and receive a new prescription so that we can see more clearly. What I thought we could do together today, how about we allow the Word of God, the light of the Scripture, to test the eyes of our heart, that we have an examination together. Are you ready? I don't know. (laughs) You know, Jesus made a lot of people uncomfortable. But let us not be afraid. If God should reveal any blindness or blurred vision, let's not be afraid. Because Jesus, in his love, all he does is come to heal us. All right, here we are. The first area of blindness or blurred vision can come with how we see God. Have I accepted the great lie of the garden? And do I believe in my heart in some way that God is not a good father and that I cannot trust him? Do I have a broken image of God that is different than the Father revealed by Jesus Christ? For example, do I believe that God could never love me? If God is for me, is God for me like an over-expecting parent who is nitpicky about every fault and imperfection? Do I believe that I have to earn God's love Or that I have to be perfect for God to love me? Do I see God as distant, impersonal, and uninterested in the details of my life? Do I believe that God can't be bothered with me or with my problems? Do I believe that God has rejected and abandoned me? Do I see God as angry at me for my sins holding grudges against me or keeping me at a distance? Do I believe deep down that God cannot forgive me 
that God's mercy is for everyone else except me? Another area of blindness and blurred vision is how we see ourselves. Do I dislike and hate myself? Am I able to distinguish the difference between the bad things I may do and the goodness that I still and always possess as a person made in God's image? Can I humbly see and accept myself as a sinner deeply loved by God and in need of Jesus and His mercy? Do I see myself as St. John saw himself, as one whom Jesus loves? Is that the core fundamental thought in my spirit when I think of God? I am the one whom Jesus loves. Do I see myself as the sum total of another's expectations? Am I the sum total of what others think of me? Or am I so much more than that? Have I accepted and made agreements with various lies about myself? For example, do I believe that I am a failure? That I am unworthy of love and attention? Do I believe that I am a burden to others? Do I believe that all the problems in my life and in my family is my fault? Have, do I believe that I have to be perfect to be loved? That I don't matter? Do I believe that I am a mistake? That I am worthless and no good? Do I believe that if people really knew the real me, that they would not like me or love me? Do I feel or believe that I am superior and better than others and look down upon them? What are the lies that blur the vision about ourselves? The next one is how do I look at others? Do I see other sinners as hopeless? Or do I see them as Jesus did, as sinners capable of becoming saints? Do I see others as strangers or do I look at them as brothers and sisters of the same Heavenly Father? If I work in the world as a salesman, do I see people as customers to be served or as consumers to be manipulated in order to gain more money? Do I reduce others to their faults and their failures? that prevent me from seeing their good qualities and their gifts? Do I believe that I am in control and that it's up to me to change my family and others? If I am a parent, do I see the true value of my children? Do I ever reduce them to their performance, their grades, or their athleticism? Do I see them as unique and unrepeatable human beings that belong to God more than to myself? Or do I sometimes see them in a narrow, possessive way 
restricting my child's future to my own expectations and dreams, and I'm not open to the plan of God for their life. If I am a child, do I equate love with always getting what I want and having my way, and therefore am prevented from seeing all the beautiful ways that my parents love me? This was a problem for me when I was younger. I did not see and appreciate all the ways that my parents loved me. It wasn't until later when I was able to shed some of that selfishness and pride that I saw so many beautiful ways that my mother and my father loved me. Even though it wasn't perfect, even though they were broken, they loved me in so many beautiful ways, but I couldn't see it. Do I categorize people and put labels on them? Winners, losers, haves and haves nots, insiders, outsiders, conservatives, liberals. Do I do this as a way of shutting people out of my heart? We are now going to receive Jesus Christ, who is the one who healed the blind man's eyes and the blindness of his heart. Let us allow Jesus to heal any areas of blindness, any lies or darkness that his word might have revealed so that our Easter may be full of joy and that our singing will be even more joyful and that chocolate will taste very good. Amen.